turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Money investing and more. I try to blend together as much as I can to try to show you some of the investment trends and themes out there. And if I find any fascinating commentary, I'm all about throwing it in front of you. I'm trying to show you that we could take a look at something as crappy and horrible as a McDonald's hamburger and say there's investment out there, either in the consistency of that hamburger or people eat it again and again and again because it's cheap or there's opportunities out there like Beyond Meat which has different components of uh, the food chain involved with it so whether it's Wendy's or video games you know Call of Duty (laughs) I said duty Um, Activision Blizzard stock I told you about about a month ago and it's been nothing but going up since then um it's a big time for video games. It's the most wonderful season we all find so pleasing. It's the holiday season. Look, we got less than 80 days till Christmas. You can't give me any flack on that. There's a truth out there. True that, true that, true that. Zing. Um, but this is a time where like, uh, we're learning. Is Take-Two going to release that Red Dead Redemption 2, the cowboy one, for PC or not? We find out that they are. So as analysts, we could start going tink, 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 to change the numbers ever so slightly. Maybe that stock has a little bit of upside. Or maybe we knew that they were going to do that the whole time. Right. Supposedly there's a lot of um, homoerotic themes going on in Red Dead Redemption 2. Like, there's kind of a story you can play, and you can be this cowboy bad guy. Uh, you could be a good guy, bad guy, white outfit, black outfit. You could do it all, right? But supposedly there's some homoerotic things where you fall in love with another man. And, like, it's one of those things as a parent. Like, what do you, how do you, what, how, ooh, oh, I'll deal with it later kind of thing, right? So Activision Blizzard have got a new game out called Call of Duty Mobile. And it enjoyed the largest mobile game launch ever, breaking previous records. They said they bettered Nintendo's Mario Kart Tour, which saw 90 million installs in the first week, and Pokemon Go, which had 85.5 million uh, installs back in August 2016. Still being played, still making money for Apple and uh, Pokemon Go people. But Call of Duty Mobile is trying to rival Fortnite, and Fortnite's wrapping up their Season 10. They're going to do Season 11 I want to say on Sunday, but I'm not really sure. Um, 
but trying to you know go after these kind of numbers. So with Call of Duty, the game is initially free to play, but comes with in-app purchases where users can buy skins for weapons and other equipment. It's called the freemium model. So that's out there. Um, I think that has to be a good sign for Activision Blizzard. I need to look at my spreadsheet on them to be a little bit more certain. In a bit of bad news for me, I own a home on the peninsula, and I have to agree with Mark Zuckerberg on something. Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg told employees in a public Q&A last week that the social media company plans to expand primarily outside the Bay Area. Huh. You're not going to go out to Walnut Creek? You're not going to... No. No, outside the Bay Area. So Zuckerberg talked about the possibility of remote work. He believes in the importance of large hubs for engineers, but the company's planning to grow outside the Bay Area. He thinks the infrastructure in the Bay Area is really, really tapped. High housing costs, bad traffic, all negatives. Up until I was 35, I I made choices that I was always going to buy a home or rent a home within five minutes of work because I didn't want that nightmare drive. San Francisco is the most expensive city in the United States for home buyers. The median price for a single-family home at $1.3 million. That's up 329% since 2000. And he thinks it's tapped out. Does that mean he thinks it can continue? Nope. He thinks it's tapped out. Average rents are more than $1,700. The average one-bedroom apartment goes for $3,700 per month. San Francisco housing loans are particularly due to lack of supply. 40% of the housing was built before 1940. 80% was built after before 1980. There's been a big reluctance to tear down historic homes to make room for more dense housing. So there's also the worst homelessness crisis in the country in the Bay Area. And that's one of the words. That's why I want you to learn the word infrastructure. He thinks the infrastructure is tapped out. He's not saying we need to leave the Bay Area because hate speech policies or the possibility of breaking up big tech or the wheelings and dealings, the coming and goings of Libra cryptocurrency. Um, Talked a little bit about how San Francisco has seen people leaving the area. Even though San Francisco had a net increase of population between 2010 and 2018, most of the population growth came from international immigration. Domestically, more people actually left the city than moved here. So, I think the real estate market is tapped out where I live. Now, I don't know where you live, and I don't know the neighborhood. I don't know the school systems. And very much so, real estate's about location, location, location. But for a lot of people like me, it's about how close can you be to your job. And Zuckerberg's saying, I don't want to pay people too much. I want them to be in a large hub. So, I, I would look for places like Texas and Memphis, uh, Raleigh as some of the next stops for future Facebook campuses. I wouldn't look on the peninsula. Or in Venice. Or in Malibu. Malibu! I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Do you agree with the thesis that we're getting kind of tapped out? 
Hey, quick shout out to my mother. Uh, many, many, many years ago, she squeezed me out on this day. And I've always looked at birthdays not as about me, 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 me. It's always about thanks to my mom. My mom had six kids, so she lumbered around pregnant for five plus years of her life, essentially. So that's too much. I don't even know. I, I can't even fathom that. Hmm. Biden proposes to make community college tuition free and reduce student loan bills. I would vote for that one for that one issue right there. Out of all the things that politicians can say in the next month, two months, twelve months, thirteen months, the idea of turning community college to your community college into a training program and or free so that you can go transfer into a bigger school, I would support that with my taxes. Um, I think we should have 13th and 14th grade that are geared more towards jobs and future networking issues. Um, And then I think ultimately if we did it out of tax money for community college, and again, I don't know how we're going to pay for this, um, but I would rather shift some money there or raise new taxes for that. But then we'd also see kids coming out of college with less college debt because their first two years have already been taken care of by the state or the the uh, national government. So that's one thing I would right there vote for Biden. That one simple issue. Isn't that crazy how people work? I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. I did a story in the last couple of days about McRibs and how their seasonal promotions to get to drive traffic. It's a way of doing business, right? Uh, we're all marketed to in coy ways. We take a look at someone like a guru or a Buddha, someone like a Tony Robbins. I'm not a Tony Robbins fan. I've never needed someone to motivate me. I've never needed someone who looks like success tell me that I should look like him not my thing Um, I hope it's not yours so if you need Oprah Winfrey to motivate you to lose weight just go to an old folks home if you need someone to tell you not to eat meat just go to a farm go to a slaughterhouse I think you can do a lot of this on your own if you know what I'm saying so I'm not really following other than on a, well, I'm following it more than you, I hope, the impeachment issues. But this is a process that's going to take a year. And a lot of people think that if it gets too hairy, that Trump will just step aside like Nixon did instead of being convicted. I'm taking a look at some of the notes coming out this morning on Domino's. And it's not delivering good returns. It's delivering sub-market gains, kind of like their sausage. Um, They've taken a slice. The competition's taken a slice out of business for Domino's. Um, But Domino's conceded that comps are hurting them right now because of DoorDash, Uber Eats, Postmates, Grubhub. 
Those companies help smaller pizza chains improve the delivery and ease of ordering online. In my hometown, we had a pizza that was pretty good pizza called Nino's Pizza. I walked by their store the other day and it shut down. Remember how um, Zuckerberg and I told you, he's saying the infrastructure of the Bay Area, is, it's just, it's too much. It's, it can't support anymore. Nino's Pizza was one of the most popular pizza places for kids after school. They did well with pizza deliveries um, on their own before Grubhub and Uber Eats and all of them came out. But if you can't make it as a pizza, a slice of pizza company, I, it's telling you that things are getting out of whack. Every city should have a, a pizzeria because pizza is one of the cheapest foods to make, so it has some of the highest profits. And Americans could all agree that cheese pizza is the most basic form of food, even more so than, say, like a cheeseburger. Um, so I notice these things, and it tells me that it, things are getting a little expensive. But Domino's is telling me. It's the DoorDash, the Uber Eats, Postmates, and the Grubhubs that hurt, is hurting them. So one of the things Domino's is doing, you tell me instantly, good idea, bad idea. They're adding more stores. They want to be closer to you so they can get the food faster to you. Hmm. Now, in the world of pizza, like right there, I'm like, do you really want to be adding new stores? Because then you're going to be cannibalizing your own store, franchisee. So if a franchisee had 10,000 addresses under one map, if Domino's chooses, they can put another store that maybe takes 2,000 of those addresses away from like 300 people so that one new franchisee can service 6,000 people. And the other four can go from 10,000 down to 8,000 or you know what I'm trying to say. Now, Investing is truly about comparing. So if you wanted to compare Domino's Pizza, take yourself to DPZ. You'd compare it to Papa John's, in my opinion, PZZA. And the nugget of publicity over founder John Shatner. Now, John Shatner was CEO, and he was that goofy dude who was always seen with Eli Manning at Super Bowls, and he always dresses up as his pizza manager uniform, the red shirt. He got pushed out of the company. Um, in large part during the, I, I don't want to say the era of sensitivity because that makes me sound like an, a jerk, but when two African-Americans went into a Starbucks and the manager freaked out on them and thought they were loitering, that they weren't purchasing coffee, that they're just doing their business meeting there, get out of my store. Something along those lines happened and John Shatner tried to say, okay, we need to see that Starbucks did wrong and. I think he might have said, you know, the N-word or some sort of implication because he got forced out pretty fast with that. And he was trying to do some corporate training and he might have said, you know, if two African-Americans come into your store and they're loitering and you can't pull a gun on them, you can't call the police on them, you can't do this on them, you can't do that on them. And I think that's what took him down. So Papa John's doesn't have the best comps to Domino's Pizza because Domino's Pizza for 10 years... From 2006 to 2016 was the top stock in the S&P 500. The top one out of all 500. Apple, no, 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 no. Amazon, nope. Come on up, Domino's Pizza. Because in a good economy and a bad economy, a pizza is a pizza. It's a way of life for people. Number one stock. Like, it was that, all that in a bucket of chicken. Anyway.
I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. We're also looking at chip makers. They're taking it hard recently. In large part, they're considered growth, and with everything that's going on with China and the United States, I would say some people are cutting their hyper-growth exposure to growth, their growth to growth at income, their growth at income to income. So you're seeing some selling in some of the growthier names out there. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Analyst is coming out today, lowering his expectations on Netflix from $310 down to a $275 stock. It is going to be fascinating to see Disney Plus launch and to see what happens with Netflix on cancellations. It feels like the battle, the Death Star is coming up against the force of X-Wings. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun, I'll tell you. Um, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Welcome back in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black. Trying to get you to retirement. Trying to get you to focus on financial issues that may or may affect your ability to get retirement. Um, one of them are market corrections and recessions and dealing with them and getting through them. Let's bring in Patrick O'Hare to take a look at the markets and the economy. That's one of the things that briefing.com does so well. It's all encompassing views of domestic and international markets. How are you, Mr. O'Hare? Hey, Rob. I'm doing well. Thank you. Nice to be back with you. Yeah, it's good, uh, good to work so to speak together. Um, Markets kind of going through a little bit of a, a October thing, where September was a setup of a lot of volatility. What's the move, or what's the break that's October going to do? Are we going to hit the new highs, or are we going to pull back? What's your tea leaves telling us, Mister O'Hare? Well, you know, I think what what's telling us right now is that this market is bothered by this uh, idea that it's not going to hear anything <clears throat> truly constructive coming out of these trade uh, negotiations in Washington this week, and uh, and so you've seen a you know natural pullback based off of headlines that have run this morning and yesterday that kind of you know suggests that uh, China's not on board with doing a quote complete deal, <clears throat> excuse me, which uh, President Trump is in favor of. Uh, and then at the same time, with last night news that the Department of Commerce has placed um, 28 uh, or 19 Chinese governmental and, and uh, uh, eight uh, Chinese uh, commercial firms on its entity list, you know, it just kind of set a, uh, a bad tone, if you will, right in front of these trade negotiations. And so it's not really a, a, a good sense of conviction in the market at the moment that you're going to get a, a, a deal out, out this week that's of any consequence. And therefore, uh, uh, you're seeing a markdown in stock prices based on this idea that economic growth and earnings growth estimates could uh, could be challenged by the continued uncertainty on the trade front, as well as the uh, escalation in the tariff rates. Is that what is your sense of what's happening worldwide? We hear stories that Europe is weak, weaker than it looks, per se. And that's kind of an interesting thought than it looks that, you know, most of the world is slowing down. And as the world slows down, they all slow down together. 
Do you think the U.S. is getting caught up in this, or do you think uh, we've got enough zest and, and zing to run it on our own for a while until the global economy starts to pick back up? Well, certainly it is getting caught up in it. Um, you know, it's a global economy, and you do have, you know, plenty of U.S. companies that do business abroad, and, and uh, you know, sales and earnings are going to be affected by the slowdown you're seeing unfolding both in, uh, in Europe and in Asia. Uh, and, uh, and it's you know, been most pronounced in the uh, in the manufacturing sector. Now, that accounts for a relatively small portion of the overall U.S. economy, but um, but it does bleed through uh, and bleed over to the United States. And um, you know, and and I think that uh, with when you've got these big headlines looming out there about trade matters, it, it does start to weigh on consumer confidence, and and uh, you know, and and it, it does create maybe some concerns about you know job security that uh, that might drive the U.S. consumer to pull back a little bit. So, so you're certainly seeing a slowdown in growth in the United States for a variety of factors, not just trade, but really just in terms of I, I think you know you're seeing a maturing of this this economic expansion and um but um you know but ultimately i think it's inescapable in this day and age uh you know to exist in a in a bubble when uh, a good chunk of the global economy is is uh you know hardly growing at all if at all i see one of the side stories out there today and i call it a side story because it Probably doesn't impact the stock itself, but Boeing's taking a twenty million dollars stake in Virgin Galactic with a vision of commercial hypersonic travel. So stay with me on this one. In your page one this morning, you talk about Boeing reportedly getting some seven thirty seven Max flying delays due to the European regulators kind of eyeballing everything. Is Boeing a no brainer in your mind that? When all is said and done with paying the price for their accidents, when getting international approval to fly safely again, the 737 MAX, is that the type of stock that you think will have a good one, two, three year run? Or is it too obvious? If I know that, then everyone knows that per se. Well, you know, it certainly has a, a competitive moat. Um, that you know bodes well for its longer term prospects. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of uh, you know uh, negative attention right now on Boeing, and, and for understandable reasons with the issues surrounding the 737 Max. But um, you know, I do think that uh, you know a lot of that news is uh, you know known, and it's been reflected in the stock price. And you've actually seen the stock you know perform reasonably well in, in more recent weeks. I think as the market gets more comfortable, that the 737 Max will, you know, uh, eventually get resolved and, and get back into production and, and back flying again, and then that will ideally, you know, translate into improved cash flow for Boeing. And then, uh, but you know, um, given you know demographics and and the increasing growth of the middle class around the world, and just you're going to see obviously continued strong demand for for airplanes and uh and that obviously fits right into uh boeing's wheelhouse and uh and then if you look you know it's truly on a long-term horizon with space being the next frontier uh there's huge um uh return potential there for for many companies and i think boeing's going to be probably in the middle of that as well as it looks to capitalize on the uh commercial exploration of space 
there anything else that you're working on right now, Mr. Patrick O'Hare at Reefing.com, that you think we should be paying attention to? I highlighted a little bit about your Domino's Pizza disappointing, as now everyone's doing delivery. Um, is there anything that you're working on that, that needs to be brought to our attention? Well, listeners need to be you know cognizant that we're about ready to enter a, a earnings reporting period. Uh, the third quarter period is going to um, start to unfold in, in earnest fashion, um, you know, in a couple weeks' time, and and we're on track right now, according to FactSet uh, FactSet consensus estimates for the third straight year-over-year decline in quarterly earnings, uh, and uh, and and I think you know what we really need to be paying attention to. This reporting period is you're going to start hearing you know 2020 guidance and uh, and you'll get a good a better picture anyway of just how much the trade uncertainty and global growth issues are starting to to bleed over to U.S. companies. So we need to pay close attention to that. Sounds good. Thanks very much. It's Patrick O'Hare with Briefing.com. Always insightful. Always good information. I start my day each and every day at page one at briefing.com. Hopefully you get a chance to check out the site. It's not a free one, uh, but I think it's well worth every penny if you're going to be following the markets like I do. I think it's a wonderful tool for the professional as well as the trader who wants to do it themselves. When I say trader, I probably should say investor. So markets are lower on waning trade expectations right now. Uh, Sell-off is gaining some steam. We've seen volatility really start to pick up in the markets. And when it tends to do that, we may be right back to where we started a week from now. But that doesn't mean that volatility wasn't telling us something. Maybe it takes a little bit longer to play out than it should. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Wendy's is in the news today. Um, they're spending a crazy amount of money trying to challenge McDonald's like McMuffin. Last month, didn't it feel like all the fast food stories were really about chicken? And this month, it's a little bit different angle. So there's a constant PR machine of trying to get you in to their stores to try to say something new. Uh, the McRib being reintroduced is a gimmick to get you in. You probably wouldn't eat the McRib sandwich year-round. You'd probably eat it nostalgically once a year. And they want to get you that one time. So Cowan, a big research firm today, is looking at McDonald's. And they're saying that Wendy's is going to try to compete with McDonald's. And they're lowering their expectations for the stock of Wendy's due to the fact that it's going to be expensive to try to hire 20,000 workers in a very tight labor market with very low training. They're going to have to train them, though. Um, And they're going to have to aggressively market the breakfast. But they want to go after that McChicken sandwich. (laughs) Not McChicken. McEgg McMuffin. Thank you. Thank you. I've, I've had some trauma to my head today. I'm exhausted or something's wrong with me. I've maybe had too much cough syrup. Um, But yeah, Wendy's is going to spend basically half a billion dollars to try to, you know, compete with McDonald's. And they're doing coffee rollouts as well. They're doing ice drink uh, Frosty Chino, which is a Wendy's Frosty mixed with coffee. 
gross. Um, it's just too much. But um, ever since Wendy's announced they're going to try to take on McDonald's and breakfast, you've seen Wendy's stock get hit. Again, it takes money to make money, but some people are saying you ain't going to compete with these guys. They already got the trick down. We'll see. I don't know. So I don't make predictions like that. All I can tell you is that McDonald's is the incumbent, the champion, for a reason. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I try to stay on the edge of trends. Now I can start seeing them moving in the right direction for us. I try to talk more about them. Something we've been talking about for the better part of four or five months passively after the big announcement, which was aggressive is Libra Association and Facebook. PayPal holding withdrew from Libra Association. And the Libra Association is the association which is being tasked with overseeing Facebook's embattled cryptocurrency project, which has a lot of Congress people and political people, Washingtonians, licking their lips at how can we regulate this. So Bitcoin is kind of stayed a loser. It's had its day here and there, but it's not it's not rubbing us raw in a good way. It's rubbing us raw in a bad way. PayPal became the first to leave the project, which now has 27 members, but it was just one of several companies said to be wavering in its commitment. Will there be a larger harbinger or a bigger deflect, defection? Um, defection. Fact, fact, fact. Infection. Defection. Um... For some reason, that word's just tough for me to think about. MasterCard, Visa, or Stripe. They're all payment companies. They've been reconsidering their role in the association, too. In large part, as Libra and Facebook get caught up in regulators' crosshairs, companies like Visa, MasterCard, Stripe, and PayPal don't want to get collateral damage when a grenade's being thrown at Facebook to take them on with more regulation or anything along those lines. Facebook's calling on its member organizations to step up their back into the project. Next week in Geneva, members will convene to review a charter for the association and appoint a board of directors. So this is kind of starting to happen. But it's also kind of starting to fall apart. Facebook is in a lonelier place than it wants to be with regard to Libra because they kind of want to say... We're going to have the stable coin. It's going to buy some U.S. currencies. At least we know that. But we kind of need support of other people so we don't look like a big evil company that are trying to control everything you. When PayPal basically voted to take their finger like off the project, um, the association, the Libra Association, kind of slammed them. I don't know how I feel about that. I went to see a concert recently where the band was making fun of the girl in the front row who's singing all the wrong lyrics. And the guy over here who's dancing like he's got you know, fleas on his body, and it's distracting me. I don't know if I like bashing your partners. I mean, isn't a band's partner the audience? And isn't Facebook's partner, or Libra's partner in this case, PayPal, and they basically said, you know, it requires a certain boldness and fortitude to take an endeavor on as ambitious Libra. 
And ultimately, if you lack the commitment, leave now rather than later. Um, interesting, right? What other companies want out? What other companies are willing to say that they want out? There's a CEO, Masayoshi-san from SoftBank. He's made some downright horrible mistakes with some of the companies like WeWork he's invested in. Robinhood disrupted the brokerage market pretty aggressively by offering free trades linked to a bank account. And now TD, Ameritrade, and Schwab have kind of followed suit. Well, now um, Robinhood wants to offer a high-yield savings account, 1.8%, which is pretty high-yield in an environment where there's you know, 10 basis points at your bank. But that's where some of these smaller apps are running into some traction, is getting their banking license and being able to um, show the gumption. I set up an Acorns account not too long ago, and I'm not trying to replace my retirement funding. I'm trying to supplement it. So my retirement is maxing out my 401k uh, with a catch-up contribution, and that's my retirement plus my business and other things along those lines. It's not going to be a cute Acorns account, but Acorns is okay. What I will say about Acorns account is their paperwork is lacking. So I passed on the setting up a Roth IRA or anything like that. I don't want a retirement plan set up them because I want better paperwork. Um, but a savings account that has an investment component, I'm fine with. They too, Acorns, are announcing a, a high-yield cash option, which isn't bad for emergency cash. I heard a really funny concept the other day, and I don't think it's a horrible idea, but it's the idea of using your rewards as an emergency savings account. I, I, I don't dislike that. I don't necessarily say that's the best way to go about it, but it's not bad to me. Having an emergency fund of credit card points has saved people thousands of dollars in the past. Your emergency fund, sometimes it might be to fly home to see mom who's had a stroke. So having the miles isn't a bad idea. But some people uh, take points a little too seriously. They tend to spend a little bit too much uh, that they typically wouldn't have. I'm a Helton points person. I've got a travel card. I've got a rewards cash card for everything else. Um, I'm all about the points, but I kind of like the idea of some people saying, you know, like for instance, I got a double cash back Citibank card. Um, every year I get about $6,000, $7,000 cash back. Now I could use it towards my purchases. Not a bad way of going about it. Or I could keep it in there as points. Downside about that is Citibank at any point in time could say those points are not penny one point for one penny. They could say those points are now half a penny for points. So that's the problem with using it as an emergency fund. But I kind of like the ideas. Kind of, I like novel approaches. I'm more novel than war and peace. Do you hear me? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com.